Today, another win for the far-right conspiracy theorists. Joe Biden delegitimizes his own campaign. And is Katie Hobbs tied to a Mexican drug cartel? We've got all of that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, and I want to take you on a little journey back in time, a little over three years ago, all the way back to January of 2020. This was a, t a time when we were warned of a very deadly virus spreading in China, a time when we were receiving videos of people in China dropping dead in the streets, something we still don't have answers for, by the way. A time when we were told that this new virus came as a result of a bunch of weirdos eating bat soup. A time when many of us said, hmm, interesting take, but we see there's a biological research facility in Wuhan, China, right around the corner from the epicenter of this virus where people are eating bats or whatever. Maybe we should look into that. And do you remember what we were told? Shut up, conspiracy theorists. China already said it's the bats people are eating in the wet market. Right, because we all know the Chinese Communist Party as the purveyor of truth and transparency or something. It was xenophobic to question the origins of this virus because getting to the bottom of what started a worldwide pandemic might hurt Chinese people's feelings. Some of you were deplatformed, banned from YouTube and social media for asking questions about the Wuhan lab and whether there was a leak. If it did leak from a lab that we, the United States, were financing, why? How? Was it intentional? Was it a breach in safety? Let's be sure so this kind of thing doesn't happen again. Shut up, conspiracy theorists. The government experts have spoken. COVID definitely didn't come from a lab in China that Dr. Fauci happened to be in charge of where they were doing gain-of-function research on bats even though they weren't supposed to be doing gain-of-function research. And records show Dr. Fauci and his counterparts acting really weird and suspicious once the virus outbreak happened. The deep state bureaucracy and mainstream media would never lie to us. Hmm. I want you to really remember the way we were treated, outcasts for questioning the official narrative. And I want to bring you back to here and now, February of 2023, where over the weekend, the U.S. Department of Energy announced they've examined new classified intel and concluded that the COVID pandemic most likely arose from a lab leak. You may ask, wait. Why is the Department of Energy even weighing in on the matter? Well, the report noted that the department has considerable scientific expertise and oversees a network of U.S. national laboratories, some of which conduct advanced biological research. Hmm. Significant scientific expertise. And it still took three years for the experts to catch up to where the rest of us were at in January of 2020. Your taxes paid the salaries of these government officials to lie, stonewall, misrepresent, and intentionally push out disinformation while they gaslit you by calling you a far-right fringe conspiracy theorist. Will we get an apology? No, of course not. These people are too narcissistic to ever admit they were wrong. But it's an important reminder to never stop questioning those in authority, never stop questioning the experts, and always follow the money. I want to welcome to the program to discuss this and more Chad Prather, host of The Chad Prather Show, and Alex Stein, host of Primetime with Alex Stein. Uh, also, my two best friends, so this should be a, a fun show. Uh, gentlemen, I want to know, you know, we keep hearing about reparations for the black community. Mm -hmm. 
Is there some sort of reparations that one can achieve for constantly being deplatformed, having their videos demonetized, all of the money that we as content creators and hosts are owed from all of the times that they shut us down? I mean, the entire Blaze TV YouTube account, mm-hmm. we got, I, this show, got demonetized for like an entire month because I sat here and read the results of a study on women's menstrual cycles after taking the vaccine, right? So I'm just wondering, is there some sort of reparations perhaps we can get for a constantly, you know, being, having our, our finances taken away from us, having the way that we make our money taken away from us uh, when it comes to all of this content that we're putting out? Because, oh, as it turns out, the conspiracy theorists were right again. <laughs> it's just that I have a 100% track record of being right on this. I'm a little pissed. You should be pissed, uh, but there will be no reparations. I want you to remember that about six weeks ago, they wrote an article in The Atlantic saying we're calling for amnesty. Mm, Uh, That's right. We we pushed a little too hard on you guys, and we were wrong. We couldn't see the future, so just forgive us for mistaking, Mm. making a mistake and erring on the side of caution. Mm. Let's call it a truce. Yeah, so that's what they want is amnesty. There's not going to be any reparations. I mean, doctors lost their licenses. Mm -hmm. You can't get those back. I mean, you can't. where are you going to go? Um, teachers lost their jobs. There were people in the airline industry. I mean, on down the list, businesses were shut down right here in the state of Texas. Uh, it plunged us into a worse economy than the Great Depression. So, yeah, um, there's a lot of people that need to be held accountable on that. And I, unfortunately, reparations aside, I don't think there's going to be anybody held accountable yeah. for this thing. Because, again, you, you could sit there and say, oh, it started in a Chinese lab. No, it started with funding from the United States right. of America and people like Anthony Fauci pushing disinformation and lies because they had a narrative they had to keep up. Mm-hmm. Alex? Well, I disagree. I, I do believe there are reparations, and that's what we're doing now by giving and helping fund the war in Ukraine. <laughs> I believe another billion dollars to Vladimir Zelensky is the only way to actually repair what happened with uh, the COVID protocol. So yeah, I think they're doing a great job. The really? United States. Oh yeah, I mean, come on, all that money. We don't need it. We got, I got twelve hundred bucks. I'm fine. I'm totally. I got more money than I could ever do, know what to do with. So yes, please support an the investment. An investment in Zelensky is really like joining the Jelly of the Month Club. No, I mean it just it keeps. It is as cousin Eddie said. It is the gift that keeps on giving. It really is. I, I mean, I'm just telling you. So I, I'm fully satisfied with the direction and what the federal government is doing to satisfy their citizens. <laughs> Great. Thanks, Alex. Um, I, okay, so I want to, as we're talking about, uh, you know, questioning the narrative, because as it turns out, we're right all along. Um, I, someone who is a little bit late to the party, but I think uh, still an important voice, at least a, a kind of a surprise voice in this question the narrative uh, movement is, strangely enough, Woody Harrelson, who went on Saturday Night Live, uh, hosted it. Um, I don't understand how people still watch this show, how it's mm-hmm. still on the air, because it is has been very unfunny for a very long number of years, but somehow it is still on uh, NBC. And he went on there and actually uh, gave a little bit of hard truths about how the government is pushing, you know, uh, the the COVID vaccine, how they're in bed with big pharma and how, oh, look, these are just these repeat customers and, you know, uh, uh, comparing it to a cartel. Watch. Okay, so the movie goes like this. The biggest drug cartels in the world get together and buy up all the media and all the politicians and force all the people in the world to stay locked in their homes And people can only come out if they take the cartel's drugs and keep taking them over and over. 
I threw the script away. I mean, who is going to believe that crazy idea? Someone in Hollywood who's actually saying something like that. I, again, late to the party, but thanks, I guess. Yeah, too a little too late. Uh, hey, he's got the he's got the you know the huevos to do that. Right. I mean, that's great that he. I mean, used that platform to say that. I, I wish there was a shot of the audience when he was doing that. I would love to see the reaction because I kind of have the feeling that the sheep in New York City in that studio mm. were looking at each other nervously wondering if it was okay to clap or laugh or even even approve that message. He was very quiet. Yeah, it was yeah. dead quiet. I noticed that. <laughs> it was very quiet. Notice how he, he was smart, though. He used humor and sarcasm right. in order to get his a message across. And listen, I don't know Woody Harrelson's political ideology, but I do know this, that him and Willie Nelson smoke a ton of weed. So I'm guessing that he doesn't <laughs> like the pharmaceutical industrial complex. Just Guessing, so maybe he realizes, hey, maybe there's uh, places where there, and I'm, listen, whether you're pro marijuana or not, it, there are studies that have shown that it's good for some people that have cancer, and that's why it's legal in some places. So maybe he's hip to this. I'm just saying, maybe he's against the pharmaceutical industrial complex. Well, historically speaking, people of Woody Harrelson's ilk spoke out against, of course, big pharma and right. big mm -hmm. government and the man. You realize how many celebrities were anti-vax before the COVID vaccine? That's it was right. uh, the 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 Melium Bialik. I can't even say her name. The girl from um, uh, what's that? The the worst show in the. Uh, um, the Big Bang Theory. The girl from The Big Bang Theory, in her autobiography about child rearing, she said that she was not going to give her kids vaccines, mm -hmm. and it came out after the fact, and they said, are you anti-vax? She's like, no, I, I, I was just about this vaccine. Da, da. So it's just crazy how Hollywood used to be kind of anti-pharmaceutical industrial complex, and now you have John Legend like singing songs and being the face of uh, Pfizer. I mean, yeah. Well, uh, no, I mean, to your point, it's if, if Woody Harrelson knows something about Big Pharma or has an idea, uh, you know, either pro or against Big Pharma, uh, I, that's fine. If he's negative towards them uh, or, or he, he thinks these things to himself, okay. But I think it's a whole nother step to, as a, a comedian, you know, go on stage on Saturday Night Live and push that, right? Because it's yeah. very different. How you live your own life is very different. I'm sure... A ton of them are very anti-vax, but they're sure as crap not going to go on in a stage in New York City and admit to the rest of the world that they are. Yeah. Do you think they're that not was, brave enough to do that? Do you that. think that was off script, or do you think that was? Yes. Really, yeah, I think so too. I don't think that I'm he dying, got I'm that. dying to find out. Well, I keep looking to see, see if, I, we, I, if we I, know. I, know. I, I wonder. I, I, I sort of watching it. I was like, is he reading a prompter? Is he reading a, a card? It, it was, and I was trying to figure that out myself. There's no way he discussed that with anybody. No. And said, because everybody had been like, oh, that's not a good idea. Right. Woody Harrelson's always kind of been, he's always struck me as a person who kind of goes, goes his own way in certain ways. Um, you know, he's obviously leftist. He's progressive. I, I get all that. We've heard all that stuff. But, but I think a lot of people are getting, starting to get a little red-pilled. I hate that phrase, but, you know, it, we're, they're just kind of their eyes are getting open. Whether it's the, the COVID or the vaccine, these lies are coming out. Basically everything they've told us in the past several years has all been proven to be false. I mean, go all the way back to the Russian collusion thing, to the Hunter Biden laptop as being Russian disinformation, uh, or, you know, the COVID thing, the gain of function, the origins of it. Now suddenly you have this thing on the scene where people are getting sick and they're dying and we're looking at this thing and saying, boy, these young people, what's happening in our world right now? Ooh, what could it be? What's been introduced into our population that suddenly changes everything? And uh, I know we're the jackasses that keep bringing it up, but... I mean, we're kind of looking at this thing with a little... See, and here's the difference. And I brought this up. You watch my show after this one. 
you and I were having the conversation. The thing that bugs me about these guys who come out after the fact mm-hmm. and look back, that's not critical thinking. Critical thinking, when you look back and interpret what happened, hindsight's twenty twenty. Where are the people who look forward? See, you're not allowed to look forward and think critically or question or be skeptical anymore because if you do that, you're the conspiracy theorist or you're the one who's pushing misinformation. You're the one who's getting fact-checked. Where are the people who can look at a situation and say, you know what, I'm kind of reading the tea leaves here, but it's not a guess. I I foresee where this is going. Mm -hmm. But you know what? When you erase history, you you can't tell the future anymore. Right. Well, I also wonder, too, you know, you mentioned, and I hate the term also, red-pilled, because I think a lot of conservatives are so, we're like, we're the, we're the nerdy kid at prom who are yeah. just like, just, oh my gosh, finally we're going to get one of the cool kids to come over and ask me if I want to dance. No, because I, I like, is Woody Harrelson going to go campaign for Donald Trump and cast his vote for Donald Trump? Like, I don't think so. I feel like there's still a disconnect with these people that they're willing to say, hey, what you guys did there was not okay, and you can't ever do that again. And they're still going to go in the voting booth and check the box for those Democrats. No, I think it'd be so easy for any Hollywood celebrity to just be like, hey, I'm against the narrative because that's what the counterculture is. It's just sad that Chad Prather, Alex Stein, Sarah Gonzalez, we're like the leaders of the counterculture because we say that, hey, we don't want to be indoctrinated. You know, we don't want our kids to have gender ideology in kids or we don't want a vaccine that has no long term testing. So it's, it's for us because we have no celebrities because the counterculture is so lame. You're right that it would be very easy for these Hollywood celebrities to be like, oh, I'm against all this stuff now. And I think they would be idolized very quick. So I don't know. Maybe he's seeing that. Maybe maybe Woody Harrelson is like, oh, wow, now I could be like a hero to all these people if I just literally act kind of like how Dave Portnoy kind of acted like he was conservative. They can kind of appease people. And it's kind of that moderate middle that will get people like us like, oh, see, now I like Woody Harrelson more. Right. So if, if I was... I'm going to go see all of his movies. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm saying if I was a Hollywood celebrity right now, I would try to lead the counterculture. That used to be cool. I mean, the counterculture used to be like, oh, Kurt Cobain in a dress. Now if you wear a dress, that's not, you know, counterculture at all. That's actually pretty normal. But if you say <laughs> that I don't want to, you know, my infant to be, you know, vaccinated with an mRNA vaccine, you know, that you tested on eight mice, that is is considered counterculture, so yeah. it's very weird. Yeah, yeah, quite the shift that has developed. Um, all right, we uh, we got to take a quick break. First, we want to thank our sponsor, My Patriot Supply. So um, I don't, don't want to sound like an alarmist here, but it's <laughs> just that there's like a lot of chaos and danger uh, going on in the world these these days, like literally everywhere. And I'm just saying, I would highly recommend that you stock up on emergency food like now because you're gonna need this food. And the whole idea of being a prepper is that you prepare before it's too late. You gotta go to mypatriotsupply.com, stock up on their popular three-month emergency food kit. You're gonna get also, when you do that, $200 worth of survival gear as a free bonus. Uh, You're gonna need this gear when things fall apart or the grid goes down or anytime you might have to fend for yourself. You gotta go to mypatriotsupply.com. Your $200 bonus gift comes free with that three month emergency food kit you order and everybody in your family can be prepared. This offer is not gonna last forever because it's too good of a deal. Okay, you gotta go there. It is mypatriotsupply.com. That is mypatriotsupply.com. During an appearance on World News Tonight, uh, President Biden got a little bit contentious, a little bit aggressive, uh, a little feisty as he was asked about the classified documents discovered in his possession. Uh, of course, he didn't miss a, 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 a chance to deflect and blame Donald Trump somehow. Watch. You know, you're a good lawyer. 
but you're trying to make a, a comparison. What there's degrees of responsibility that okay. are they can be significant degrees of responsibility. Okay. What the way in which the boxes were packed up for my office, apparently not everything was gone through as meticulously as it should have. But there was no intention. I opened up my home, all my homes, my homes, my, oh. the home on the beach and the home that I, my permanent home. And they spent hours and hours okay. going through everything, personal, everything I had. And that's a fundamentally different thing. There's nothing for me to hide. Oh, did they okay. take both of your passports? <laughs> right. Did they, uh, did they take your, your wife's, your wife's clothing? Your yeah. wife's clothing. Um, it's fascinating to hear him say there are degrees of irresponsibility when you're talking about. Again, I feel like I have to bring this up every time we talk about this. At the time that he took the documents, he was not the only person who has the ability to declassify documents. He was vice president, or if what he's talking about, he's got stuff dating back to when he was a senator, which I don't know how you'd have classified documents then. I'm not sure he knows what he's talking about. But okay, degrees of irresponsibility. A vice president should never have that. I just want to know how you got two homes, one of them at the beach. Yeah, he's like, oh. $175,000 a year. They searched, they searched all <laughs> my senator. homes. Like, oh, okay, wow, we feel really bad for you. Yeah, no, nobody feels bad for him. The, the issue that I had with this entire interview, no matter how much he's pressed, is there's zero accountability. None. Everything is a pass the blame, pass the buck. I mean, even when they brought up in the interview and said, you know, look, only, only you know, 40, 40% of Democrats say they don't want you to run again. And he's like, well, it's because you guys keep putting bad news out. Mm. You, the media is putting bad. So everything with him is a deflection. Is it, let's push it off to this other thing. Well, my, I mean, what I did was wrong, but it wasn't as wrong right. as what Trump did. Right, right. There are degrees of irresponsibility. Yeah, I'd love to sit down in a room with a camera with that guy. I would, you want to talk about stuttering? I promise you, when I was done with that guy, he would be obliterated. He would call me every name under the book. Lizard Jack, I'd love to get that guy riled up because he's a moron. He's an abject moron. Yeah, he really is. Alex. Forget the fact yeah. that he had, doesn't have a brain anymore, that the cells aren't, the synapses aren't firing. Right. He's always been stupid. Yeah, that, that is true, actually. He's always been stupid and he's always been racist. And he's always lied. I know he was, he's like lied about his college career. I mean, once again, this is just another thing to, to distract us. I don't really think that them having a couple classified documents, I mean, even though Joe Biden's probably taking those documents and selling them to the Ukraine or China or God knows who else he's selling this information to. But really, at the end of the day, it's a few pieces of paper that probably does not matter when Joe Biden and his son are actually doing really bad illegal business dealings, you know, geopolitically. So I would like to, for them to expose that. And this is the one thing, you know, about Joe Biden, and people are not going to like it. I had Alan Dershowitz on the show, and I think at the end of it, I said, well, Joe Biden, even though he's an idiot, he's senile, he does seem nice. Like, there is some sort of politeness to him uh, that he seems, I guess, presidential, you know, when he talks like that. Like what? A, I swear, when he handles that, I thought he handled it pretty well. But I'm not kissing butt. I'm just saying, this doesn't matter. They're, we're talking about paper documents. 
Doesn't matter about the. You think Joe Biden? No, I can't get over this. He's you a little polite. Joe Biden I think he's is polite. presidential. He's a little polite. Yeah, I think he's polite. A little. Polite. I like. I like it when Sarah goes up to that. I know she gets mad. Well, I'm just saying, listening <laughs> to him talk, like he's such an idiot. He's so senile. But I mean, he's just like hey, whatever. He has an old document. It's like this is my. I guess my whole point is I don't really. You're getting think, sucked into the grandpa narrative. I am. See, I like exactly. See, I am. And I'm starting problem. to buy it. I'm starting to buy the grandpa narrative because he's 81, and now there's own party <laughs> trying to get him out. Like they all hate him, and that, and I feel like you know they're giving these illegal. Business stuff. This is why I'm. This is why I'm white knighting for Joe Biden. Even though I don't like Joe Biden, is he didn't know about those illegal documents. So now they're going to get him out, and they're going to probably tarnish his legacy and say he did the same thing as Trump. And Look, he, I put him on the hot seat. He's sweating. Now. No, I know, I know. I'm sweating because what I'm saying is, I feel like he's going to get. Even though he's quote unquote the election was the most fair election of all time. Right. I think he's going to get humiliated, probably not even fairly humiliated. He's going to go. He's going to get a similar treatment to Trump. Uh, I predict. Good. Yeah, well, I, just think I would happen. say that's completely fair. Talk well, about reparations. I want reparations yeah. from every moron that voted for this. Yes, that's yeah, but, like, but this good. is good. I hope he gets worse than the treatment for Trump. Trump actually did a good job. And I hope you're right, but I just don't want it to be, you know, President Lori Lightfoot or President Gavin Newsom coming around the pike. <laughs> I almost rather have Sleepy Joe okay. uh, than those two people. Well, he did in the same interview. I want to play one other clip for you. Um, he also. Oopsies! Accidentally made a case against his own reelection yeah. um, because he was talking about his 2024 plans, and he was like, "Oh, by the way, I think it's it, people questioning my age. You know, do you want an 80-year-old for president? That's totally legitimate." Watch. Look, I, I, I meant what I said. I've got other things to finish before I get into a full-blown campaign. Okay. Let me ask you about a conversation that people are having uh, at home. Both your supporters and your critics, they know that if you're reelected, you would be 82 when you're sworn in. You'd be uh, 86 at the end of your term. Is your age part of your own calculation into whether to run again? No, uh, but it's legitimate for people to raise issues about my age. Okay. It's totally legitimate to do that. <laughs> and the only thing I can say is watch me. We have. That's the whole. Pro this is our problem. We've been watching you, and you've been sucking at literally everything. We're watching you, Joe. That's why we have questions. I, I no more think of think of coming my think of my age as a fly. <laughs> Watch me. Watch me. I mean, I hate to admit it. I think he handled that question pretty oh well, too. God. I mean, he did. He said, look, you're there's the some worst. reasons why. Yeah, I understand. I understand like what you're saying. <laughs> he he answered. How else would you want to answer it? He but said, yeah, I understand you're some concerns. But here's yes, the thing. That's, what, does, that's but, what a competitor does. That's what a champion oh, does. Joe Biden, the greatest. He's the greatest president of all time, sir. Anyone he's a hustler. Oh, Thank you so oh. much, Joe. You're so More black votes than Barack Obama. I mean, he's a hustler. There's no doubt about it. I mean, he's got a lot of verve. Okay, you guys are making me mad. Very vigorous. I'm, I'm moving on to Very a, vigorous. Yeah, he's got a lot of vigor in that tiny, frail body. But do we think he's going to run? He's tripping up the stairs. I, think, I don't no. think he's going to run. No. They're not going to no. let him. No, yeah. no, they I won't. I think it's zero. He, or he won't. Chance, yeah. um, okay, so let's move over really quick to what's going on in Arizona because it's now being reported that Arizona uh, Secretary of State Katie Hobbs as well as several Maricopa County supervisors may have accepted bribes from the Sinaloa cartel in the form of uh, faux mortgages, phony mortgages, or deeds of trust. I want to play some of the testimony uh, that's going on over at the Senate and House oversight hearings in Arizona. Let's watch some of that. This was a planned loss. Hobbs would receive the Democratic nomination for governor and Fontes would run for Secretary of State to replace Hobbs. <clears throat> The strategy appeared to have been planned. I have shown you that both Hobbs and Fontes have Brit, what we call Britney deeds. 
evidencing a strong likelihood that they are bribed recipients. So uh, apparently uh, an attorney over there investigated money laundering and racketeering in Maricopa County, reviewed over 120,000 documents, which include fake notarizations, fake deeds of trust, fraudulent buyers and or sellers of the real property transactions, as well as other companies used in real estate transactions like brokers, mortgage companies, title and escrow companies, real estate inspection companies and service companies. And uh, Katie Hobbs is named in that. So we don't have any of the actual hard evidence to see this. I'm told that um, she has said that it will be made available to the public and we will stay on that. But look, I'm saying you want to talk about a record number of votes in the safest and most secure election ever. I am sure uh, Katie Hobbs Mm -hmm. is right along there with Joe. Yeah. You know, look, it's kind of our job to, to start pointing out these, quote, investigations and how people need to be held accountable. And we're supposed to pound the desk and talk about, they you know, nobody's ever going to, you know, hold these people's feet, hold their feet to the fire. And, and, and probably they won't, mm-hmm. right? But I, what I wish would happen is, as I said earlier, we could look forward before we start casting votes and determining, you know, the direction of our nation and our states and even our communities. Look forward and say, okay, is this person the right person who's going to be navigating where we need to head in terms of a, of a, a national destiny, okay, or a state's destiny? And Katie Hobbs ain't it. A John Fetterman ain't it. Mm. A Joe Biden ain't it. And, and I, there's a lot of them on the Republican side, too, that I say, that ain't it. Right. You know? And, and these starting to start coming out, and it's like, you know what? We're just surrounded by trash, bottom line. Yep. And you hear so much of it that it becomes white noise. But we're in this problem because we don't think critically. Yeah. By the way, uh, I said Katie Hobbs, Secretary of State, she's then Secretary of State, yeah. when all of this was being talked about, is obviously now the governor. Yeah, well, people, I mean, maybe people do realize this, but these cartels are some of the most strategic organizations in the world. I mean, you can probably argue that they're almost as powerful as not the United States federal government, but they know the immigration laws. They know basically how to smuggle, launder money better than probably the federal government. So my point is they can do, and I don't know if she's guilty or not, but they can do whatever they want. And if you look at the border, it's such an important place, you, Arizona, where so many people are just being let in. And if you don't think, once again, you know, tinfoil hat conspiracy theorists, a thing called Iran-Contra, where the CIA was caught trading guns with Nicaraguans for cocaine, and the CIA was taking that cocaine and selling that cocaine. The United States, CIA, Central Intelligence Agency, this all came out, look it up, was selling cocaine. So if, you're not, if you do not think that these people are not in bed with the cartels, you're dreaming. So I think it would be very easy for these cartels to influence an election, especially pay these people illegally, if that's their whole business model is paying people illegal, illegally, and it just raises a lot more red flags that it's in Arizona, like the cartel's backyard. So, I would think that that CIA cocaine was pretty good quality. It was very good quality, as they say, yes. Pharmaceutical. Yeah. Basically great, yeah, medical grade uh, cocaine. No, we're against Big Pharma. We are against, yeah, but we are Yeah, pretty, but yeah. there's some sacrifices that can be made. <laughs> okay, yeah. whatever. Um, all right, we got to take a quick break. want to thank our sponsor, Eden Pure. As I want to know from Alex, have you gotten your, your Thunderstorm air purifiers I, yet? I haven't yet, but they're- You have they're on, to get no, that. I know, because I stink. Sarah makes money because I stink. I'm you a have cats. Boy. I have cats, no, but I was always actually very stinky. I used to get in trouble for not washing my football pads. After, no. I mean, after my football clothes, after, you know, they have a thing where you, at the end of football practice, you 
put your your clothes on a little clip thing and you throw it in the uh, wash, right? And I'd always get in trouble because I wouldn't. I had like four or five pants. I would never wash my pants, and I would always be stinky. So I've been stinky my whole life. So I need Eden Pure more than anybody at this desk. So once they send we me have, one, yeah, we have to hook you up. Eden with Pure, I, and I need to freaking sell yourself on my show, Eden Pure. I'll sell it too. Well, I'm gonna. I have Eden Pure in my home. Do you? Yes. It really works. It does. So if you're like Alex or me, honestly, I have a zoo at my home as well. Uh, you got cats, you got animals, you got stinky children. Uh, it will, uh, it's this little air purifier and you turn it on to whatever minimum, maximum that you need and it like sucks up all the smells. I don't, it's crazy, the technology behind it. All powerful. I'm telling you, it really is. Alex will come home and a cat will be missing. Yeah. Suck <laughs> yeah. It right powerful up. it is. And I'm sure Woody Harrelson and Willie Nelson like to use it on their tour bus too, so <laughs> it helps. Nobody even knows that what they're doing on the bus. Uh, all right, right now you can save $200 on an Eden Pure Thunderstorm three packs. So you can have whole home protection. You gotta go to EdenPureDeals.com. Discount code Sarah. Shipping is free if you go to EdenPureDeals.com. Discount code Sarah. On Friday's episode of TimCast IRL, former acting Secretary of Defense Chris Miller said that there was no coup on January 6th, obviously debunking all of these establishment media claims that uh, former President Donald Trump was attempting to stage a military coup that day. Watch. I was running the military. There was no coup. <laughs> Just to make it clear, Mill, Millie was how... right about that. Millie's like, you know, the only way there has to come through us, there was going to be no military coup. I mean, dude, I... I spent my life in service to this country, and I swore to def protect and defend the Constitution. There's no way that I was going to allow, back to your point about resigning. If it came down to that, and the president was not about, he wasn't going there. If it would have gone there, I would have resigned. But yet, we will still hear from these same establishment media hacks the same old regurgitated talking points. I'm curious to know if they will change their tune once all of these, what is it, 14,000 hours worth of footage. Uh, 41, I believe. 41,000, <laughs> thank you for that correction. <laughs> yeah. That's where the real explosive uh, footage is in the extra thousand. Well, well, they've already been clips where they've seen yes. officers freaking out, saying, hey, look, we're overwhelmed. Why did they not call back up in time? Mm -hmm. So, no, I think a lot of stuff will come out on that. The 41,000 hours of footage. But will it change the no. establishment media <laughs> who keeps claiming this same stuff? Even I mean, I've already seen enough. To your point, I've already seen enough. I saw uh, police officers beating the crap out of a woman in the street. I mean, just surrounding her and beating the crap out of her for what appeared to be no good reason. I've seen enough to already debunk all of these establishment, establishment media claims. It doesn't stop them from continuing to push the narrative. Goes back to the same crap that we were talking about at the beginning of the show, right? With all the, oh, the, the COVID lab leak theory, that's a hoax, that's a far right conspiracy theory. That's not true. It's the same, same thing, just in reverse. And then they add some changes, some nuances to the narrative. So when they say, oh, well, why did they release, why did Kevin McCarthy release 41,000 hours of footage to Tucker Carlson? It should be made available to everybody. And by the way, it's going to show uh, the where they took Mike Pence that day. They took the vice president to a secure location. It's going to reveal that. Um, it's going to give security problems because you're not going to see where these congressmen and women were taken for safety. And it's going to reveal all that. And it's like, okay, look. 
at the end of the day, y'all aren't going to tell the truth. Mm-hmm. So we got to look at all of it. Mm-hmm. We got to look at all of it. So again, they, they have to take it, keep the narrative, and then spin it in another way that's like, no matter what, it's going to be negative. Right. They have to make sure that the, that the pressure stays on, that it, this was a bad thing that happened, and we've got to make sure that everybody's guilty. Once again, the QAnon shaman was not going to go in there and decertify the election. Anybody that actually you know, says that that's real has been smoking too much fentanyl or crystal meth. Um, but, but also with this footage, though, I saw a, a clip that really was alarming, and I'm sure it, it went viral, so you guys might have saw it, where there was a point in the Capitol steps where a guy was about four stories high. And instead of like, the police like, trying to grab him, it was just one, it was just one guy like, kind of climbing up the side. They just pushed him off four stories. Yep. I mean, no compassion at all. Just basically, I mean, the guy could have died. So I think... What I hope to see is that we actually see that the Capitol Police were not only letting people in, but they were being a little aggressive and they were Mm -hmm. shooting tear gas and they were the ones that were kind of antagonizing or instigating the event a little more than just kind of subduing it and keeping it, uh, quote unquote, peaceful. I would argue we've already seen footage to indicate that. I agree. I mean, when you throw concussion concussion grenades into the middle of a crowd and they start to stampede a little bit, I mean, it's like, you guys should have remained calm. Yeah. Your ears were bleeding, but you should have chilled. And there was people that, I forget the woman's name, that, you know, when they were trying to administer CPR, I forget the woman, not Ashley Babbitt, but the woman that died outside that yeah. not a lot, a lot of people talk about. You know, they dragged her in and they didn't give her any sort of uh, critical treatment. So it's like, come on, they're going to get exposed. So the narrative will just cause more division, though, sadly. That's probably what's going to come out of this. It's going to be more like, F you, we were right the whole time, kind of like the COVID narrative. And so I just, I'm just a little, uh, we need to see the footage, but are we ever going to have peace are we ever going to have peace in the middle east as they say no i don't I think just, so you know it, it still it really bothers me people always talk about that oh they were planning some insurrection with no guns yeah y'all know we're the ones who own all the guns mm-hmm. so i yeah. mean come on we would have thought that through and, if that and to his was point the shaman wasn't going to go in there and decertify the election nobody i mean again they, guys, they did guys. it four hours later. Oh, yeah. They had already certified it four yeah. hours later. That's how they do it. They do it on a computer, guys. It's like, it's done. It's like done. Nobody was going to go in there and steal the ballots and be like, oh, damn it, we can't count and them they're now. they're like, I'm taking your Scantron system yeah. so you can't <laughs> yeah. register the We're vote. We're taking all the number two pencils. <laughs> and Miller talking about if you didn't have the, the military on your side, you're not going to do it. But this is where we should really be freaking out, though, is the unfair punitive charges mm-hmm. that they're giving people. Like, I wouldn't be able to argue that much if you gave somebody a real misdemeanor trespass and they had to pay a fine, it'd be like, okay, I mean, I don't necessarily think that's fair, but instead of, like, making these people pay fines or charging them with misdemeanors or what they should have got for maybe walking into place unauthorized, they're giving people 41 months. They're giving people life sentences. Some people in their 60s are getting 10, 20 years. So if they were actually fair, that, that's the worst thing is, is not just what happened, but the punishment for the crime. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, I want to give a quick shout-out to uh, our friends Joe McBride and mm-hmm. Jonathan Gross, who have taken on the you know representation of many of these defendants. So we've heard firsthand they've been keeping us in the loop on all of the just the horrible the the up charges. Well, by the way, they're they're charging them with ridiculous charges while all of these other places are um, letting all the people who burned down Kenosha, who burned down cities across all across the country. They're just getting released. Their charges are getting dropped. And I got to so. say this: and Richard Barnett, Big O, who actually lost her case, had a really uphill battle. He's the guy that put his feet on Nancy Pelosi's desk. Mm-hmm. But in the jury uh, deliberation, picking the juries, one of the jury members worked for John Podesta. <laughs> right. So I'm saying in D.C., these people they're getting these juries. Everybody, oh, I work for NASA. Yep. I work for the you know Department of Justice. So you're getting a really unfair jury of your peers. Worked for Podesta. 
Yeah. Make, doing what? Making pizza? That's <laughs> what I'm saying. The pizza, <laughs> pizza chef, yeah. Um, all right. Uh, so Paul Ryan, really quickly. Paul Ryan, who, by the way, is a member of the Fox Corporation Board of Directors, said this weekend that he will, he, will, yeah, he will skip the 2024 Republican National Convention if former President Donald Trump wins the Republican Party primary. Let's watch Paul Ryan. Uh, watch. Come 2024, the Republican National Convention in Milwaukee, where will you be? It, uh, it depends on who the nominee is. I'll be here if it's somebody not named Trump. You won't show up if it's not if Yeah, it's I'm not Trump. interested in participating in that, no. Even in Wisconsin? Even in Wisconsin. Oh, okay. Well, we have a message for Paul Ryan. Well. Bye. <laughs> we'll be right back. Elon Musk commented on Twitter that uh, the country's education system and media atmosphere are racist against white and Asian people. Now, this came after uh, a bunch of newspapers ended up dropping the Dilbert cartoon creator, Scott Adams, who had remarked that nearly half of black Americans could not agree with the phrase, it's okay to be white. And he said, this was in a recent survey, and he said, you know, um, I think that white Americans maybe should get the hell away from black people if that many black people think it's not okay to be white. Uh, so here is the string of Elon's tweets here. So he's responding to uh, Adam's comments. He says here, the media is racist and underneath. For a very long time, U.S. media was racist against non-white people. Now they're racist against whites and Asians. Same thing happened with elite colleges and high schools in America. Maybe they can try not being racist. And uh, I couldn't agree more. I would like to also point out these comments are coming from an African-American. <laughs> so. yeah. I, listen, we're seeing this across the board, right? We, you got United Airlines now has come out and vowed that they're going to have more diversity in their pilots. And I'm like, I, I don't. Care. Can you just give me the, the pilot who doesn't crash the like, plane? Yeah, I can't. I don't care what color <laughs> you are, dude. I just want to know you can fly. And That's scary. Like, it, it is scary. It is scary. I mean, it's not as scary as an all female cockpit. All right, next question. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Uh, I'm kidding. We love women that can fly planes. I would, I've never gotten off a plane because I saw two female pilots before. It has made me think twice, though. Yeah, I've definitely got scared to death. Actually, I have gotten off a plane when I saw two female pilots, but that's not neither here nor there. I've gotten there. off a plane with two female pilots. Yeah. Okay, we're not here to talk about the sex of our pilots, so we're here to talk about racism. And let's on, on this month, the greatest month of the year, Black History Month, February, the shortest month, unfairly. Yeah, I think Scott Adams, he not only got his Dilbert canceled, but I believe his future book deals and his book agent dropped him. So... Uh, I believe he needs to lose his mortgage. Yeah, he just tweeted that he should not even have the right to live. They need to cancel his credit cards and give him the Kanye West treatment. I mean, I, legitimately, like, how is that possible? Maybe, maybe if you just read just him saying, get the hell away from black people, right? But once you, oh, I don't know, crack that open and read it a little bit more and understand the context in which he was saying it, you're still going to like tell him he needs to be exiled from the country because he was responding to a survey in which the actual problem was black people are racist against white people. That's, that's what he was responding to. I doubt a lot of black people were hanging out with him anyway, really. But, yeah, you know, it's Dilbert. But... Yeah. I mean, what he said, listen, a lot of times people say some pretty audacious things, present company included, 
to get a point across, to make right. to make a point. I, right. I get what he was trying to say. It was it was stupid, um, and I, you know I think you get to a point where it's like you're just so frustrated with a situation and a scenario that you just don't even know any other way to do it. But you, you just kind of you know you just kind of say it in a flabbergasted way. And that was kind of my takeaway when I heard it. I was like, well, that was a dumb thing to say. But I get what you're trying to say. Right. I mean, it is okay to be white. But see now, but see the, again, if it's a phrase that's out there. And and they and suddenly the mainstream says, oh well, okay, well that's a racist dog whistle. You say that and you're trying to, you know, mm, I, just anything. If I say don't tread on me or 1776 or something like that, oh that's racist. Well, who determined that? Who determined that? I mean, we're just making a point of fact. It is okay to be white. You didn't have anything to do with it. Right. I, I mean, LeBron James didn't have anything to do with being born six foot nine. Yeah. So I have a, there's this one specific troll on Twitter that I have that it just cracks me up because he screenshots my tweets and then tries to use them later against me. And I'm like, yes, I said that. And, Mm -hmm. and to my point, one of the ones that he's constantly screenshotting and putting in my tweets is when I tweeted out black supremacy is a greater threat to America than white supremacy. And I'm like, this survey proves what I just said is true. Nearly half of black Americans think that it's not okay to be white. Can you imagine if there was that kind of statistic when white Americans were asked, is it okay to be black? No, I mean, it's really a tough uh, situation because it's very, it's not black and white, it's very gray. And like, there is a certain issue of like tribalism that is important or like we should stay kind of in our tribes. And there's obviously importance or we should, you know, in, be a melting pot and mix with other people. But this is what we're not talking about is, is you, you, the, the media wants to talk about the racism between white and black people, but we don't talk about the gun violence between the black community on black and black people. Mm-hmm. We don't talk about the racism of black people and Chinese people. I'm just saying there's a lot of other race relations that we're talking about that we have race issues. And what Scott Adams said was not the most eloquent way of saying like oh we should maybe stick to ourselves but really in this day and age like to not become a target because the race relations have got so uh, insane the, my best advice is kind of stay by yourself I mean I don't really know what else to do I'm not saying that we do, we shouldn't integrate or be with around people with different cultures but it's like in this day and age get away from all cultures almost they're all out to so, get you so we're, we're dealing with a couple of, and God I can't even get into the, the sociological aspects of all of this stuff but listen you know if, if you if you have a tendency to only be surrounded by by a certain type of people, you're going to think, okay, this this is my tribe, to use the phrase you use, this is my tribe. Everybody outside of that is a potential enemy, okay? Mm-hmm. And, and then you're being told. So, you know, you got a lot in the black community who, you know, they were born to teenage mothers and the father wasn't involved. And so they were basically raised by the grandparents. The grandparents lived in Jim Crow America. That's the narrative that they passed on. That's the history they passed on. They still think that the world is operating that way. You know, Mark Twain, and this is a huge paraphrase, but he said, nothing destroys uh, prejudice like travel and nothing destroys travel like prejudice. You don't want to break outside of that circle because mm-hmm. you are already prejudging your prejudice against what, anything on the outside. And that's what happens. If you grew up in an urban black community, you grew up down in the, in the holler with the rednecks. Uh, you think that that's your world and anything outside of it is suspect, right? And so we, we have this cloistered provincial mindset anyway that, that we haven't broken out of. And you would think with things like the internet and, and the reach of communication and travel that we would have more ability to get out there and actually know other human beings. And I think by and large that is the way the world operates. But again, we're being told that this is still a major problem. Yeah. All right. We got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Can't 
We're gonna play a little game of Am I in the Wrong? Uh, this is the airplane edition. So there was a guy that uh, on TikTok explained that he wandered over, politely <laughs> asked if he could change seats with the traveler sitting next to his wife. It was his wife's birthday, okay? Uh, it would be an aisle seat ex in exchange for an aisle seat in the exact same row. And the guy said no. And he was like super pissed because he's like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's an aisle seat for an aisle seat. Same space, same everything. Can we just trade so I can sit next to my wife? And he took to TikTok and made this big viral video. I'm wondering who was in the wrong here. The guy who asked to trade or the guy who would not trade? Well, I mean, by the letter of the law, the guy didn't have to give up his seat. Yeah. Right. But... In the in the uh, in the realm of human courtesy, you know, you don't have to be that guy just for the sake of being that guy. Right. Now he did say he did come up with an, an alternative. He said, "Give me the window, and I'll trade." And they're like, "Oh no, my wife gets nauseous. You can't take what? the What? See, they should have done that. They could have just shared the the aisle. So listen, if it's not for an exit row, like if they're not trading up or getting a better deal, then why trade? So I don't really blame the guy for not trading. Wow. Trump fan. I mean, you got to win the deal. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.